Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You, or if you're a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all of your friends and family. And if you'd like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find us on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. Welcome back to another edition of Let This Mind Be In You. And on this edition of Let This Mind Be In You, it's part of the series of What's On My Mind. We're going to be studying the word reconciliation and seeing how important that is and just how beautiful of a gift reconciliation is and the purpose behind it and um, our tasking behind it, so to speak. So join me for this another edition of What's On My Mind, Reconciliation. And hello and welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. This is another edition of What's On My Mind. This is the uh, study of the term and the word reconciliation. And I'm looking forward to talking about that with you and on this What's On My Mind, Reconciliation. So I did a video, uh, if you're watching this um, on the same day that you're watching the Redemption video, this is obviously filmed on the same um, exact day, uh, just a few minutes apart actually, Uh, but I wanted to talk about redemption and reconciliation. So this is the, I guess you would say part two of uh, the What's On My Mind series um, and speaking about redemption and reconciliation. So if you hear me mention that, uh, go check out the Redemption uh, video on What's On My Mind. So, in th- But in this one, we're going to be talking about reconciliation. So redemption reconciles us, as we'll look at, uh, first of all, and first and foremost, what the term, um, I guess you would say the dictionary term is. Even though the Bible will describe what reconciliation does for us, um, as we'll see here in this short little study, but the definition of the word is to renew or to unite in friendship after enmity, to settle a disagreement. And boy, was there a disagreement that was between you and a holy, righteous God because with you were lost in trespasses and sins, and God, being a righteous God, cannot be in the presence of that. In order to be in the presence of God, the only way to the Father is by Him, Jesus said. So we'll look at that. So let's look at uh, the term first uh, in 2 Corinthians 5.17. And... You know, so we talked about redemption and then, you know, the, the byproduct, I guess you would say, the reconciliation. What all does that mean for us as believers? Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 17, where it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, excuse me, reconciliation, to wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. Understand who you are. You've been reconciled. Understand that. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God. In him. That free gift is available, the gift of salvation. Believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, who he is, God manifest in the flesh, 
and what he did. He paid for your sins by shedding his blood on the cross. And that's it. None of works of righteousness which you can do or have done or ever will be able to do. He is the only one that could purchase you back through the blood of his redemption. But that reconciled us, as we just seen here, reconciled us back to God. Um, we look at that as well in Romans chapter 5. So quickly turn over there, Romans chapter 5 and verse number 8. Romans 5 and verse number 8, and we'll read down through uh, verse 17. So a little bit of scripture reading here. But God committed his love towards us, and that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, that's present tense. You're justified by his blood. You're saints in Christ because you are in him. It's just as if you never sinned because he has never sinned. Fantastic thought. And it says, much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. The wrath was already poured out on him. Verse number 10, for if when we were enemies, remember that enmity, we were reconciled to God by death, by the death of his son. Much more, being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed where there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. You know, Jesus was the figure of Adam, the perfect man. Okay? And, but, you know, it, it, this simply is just saying that even if they didn't sin after the same thing Adam did, uh, disobeyed God, they had the sin nature. We all do. But not as an offense, as the offense, so also is the free gift. For through the offense of one, many be dead. Everybody has that sin nature and has, will die one day. Much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. Amen for that. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. That reconciliation, that enmity, that as you were enemies of God, it's not just the fact that, oh, I done, I've lived a pretty good life. It does not matter. If you are without Christ, you are outside of his body. You are an enemy. God calls you an enemy. Remember that when it says that, um, verse number 10, for if when we were enemies, that's where the grace comes in. We were enemies, but he reconciles us. That is just an amazing thought. We have no power within ourselves to fight this battle. We were enemies, though. We are enemies of God. If we are lost, if you're not saved, born again, you're not this new creature as we looked at in 2 Corinthians. You're an enemy of God, and that's a sobering thought. Because we were enemies of God, Romans 8, verses 6 through 7, that's just a couple pages over, there's a consequences. 
for that. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. If you haven't been made this new creature in Christ, he hasn't redeemed you, you're an enemy. So many other verses here we can look at. Philippians 3.18, same thing, enemies. But Romans 8, since we're right there, verse number 8 through 11. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God, as we just picked up. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. See the difference? Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Remember, still enemies. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Even though that we were enemies, he still died for our sins and gave us the opportunity to be redeemed, to be reconciled back to him. Colossians chapter 1 and verse number 20. Colossians 1 and verse number 20. And we'll read down through just uh, to verse number 22 here. Where it says, and having made peace, see that enemies, they come to the table and they make peace together. You don't have any bargaining chips, though. He comes with all the authority in this negotiation, so to speak. It's settling this disagreement. It's to unite in friendship, remember that, after enmity. And having made peace through what? The blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto him, to himself. By him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven, and you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. You were guilty as charged. You were an enemy. But he reconciled us. What a fantastic thought. What a fantastic, amazing, glorious thing that we should be praising him for, Christian. And if you're not in Christ, that should really concern you. The Holy Spirit of God should be working on you right now saying that you need this because you're an enemy of God. Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 15 through 16. Ephesians 2, verse 15 through 16. Having abolished in his flesh, remember Christ, God manifest in the flesh, the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinance for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. His work on the cross destroyed sin and its power because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. And by him in his perfect sacrifice, shedding his blood on his cross, he slain the enemy and came and preached peace to you which were far off in them that were nigh. So many other different ones, 1 Corinthians 15, verses 25 through 26. And we'll see the last enemy, which is sin and death, 
be abolished and, and destroyed in Revelation chapter 21, where he makes all things new. All men, as we've seen already right here uh, and in a couple verses here in Ephesians chapter 2, will stay right here. All men are reconciled in his body. Verse number 18, for through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. No man cometh unto the Father but by me, he said. And we see that for through him. Through him. And we already read these verses, but read bound through there that we are reconciled in his body as we just saw in Ephesians 2, verses 8 through 18. So once again, um, you know, if we watch that video on redemption, we're not just saved for a home in heaven when we die. And that's, that's the icing on the cake, let's put it that way. Of course with that, but we are saved for his glory. His, his glory that shines here. We are his body on this earth. And we are to be his glory, his shining example, his ambassador here. And not only ambassadors, but look over at 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 through 19. We read it already, but we're reconciled in fellowship for one for another purpose, for a main purpose in our life is to be that ambassador and to be a minister of reconciliation. So we'll finish off with that. 2 Corinthians, we'll read it one more time. Brother Mike, I don't am I called into a ministry? Everybody is called into a ministry that's born again. Some are desiring offices, an office of a bishop, an office of a deacon within a local body of believers. But that's not a technically what you would consider that's a ministry. That's a ministry. But we all have this same ministry. That's part of this one main ministry, which is the ministry of reconciliation. And all things are of God, verse number 18, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. We see it there, to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. That's why Paul admonishes Timothy and all of us to preach the word. That's it. Be about the word. Give the word of reconciliation. That's this. Not your own thoughts on the matter. Not all, Just give scripture. So you can be a good minister of reconciliation. Ambassador. Give the word of the king. Because he's reconciled us for a purpose. And that's reconciliation. Thank you for joining me on this uh, short study on reconciliation. I really enjoyed it. I hope you did as well. Uh, reach out to me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com or leave a comment below if you like on any one of my videos and uh, recommend the channel to a friend. And uh, that's it for now. Loving the Lord. God bless you. Bye for now.